this really high quality content about Matt Majakmo re-recording the theme song for us. Yeah, you might do it. He's a chill dude. I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted. <laughs> he said, blue. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that Dumbledore said. That's what Dumbledore said. That's what Dumbledore, Dumbledore said. said he said, you're not a wizard. You're a blah! <laughs> you're not the wizard. That is what Dumbledore said. It's true. Is Dumbledore a vampire? Shh. Is secret. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted He said so Gravity Falls But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a town <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sorted <laughs> I want to sort your characters <laughs> supposed to be saying start over <laughs> hello and welcome to sorted <laughs> i'm alex i am count jd <laughs> and this is not a harry potter podcast <laughs> but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of harry potter and it's october is spooktober it's a spooky month. It's the Halloween time. <laughs> <laughs> With all of this, like, the amount of effort we're putting into these voices, I feel like we should have done something spookier than Gravity Falls. <laughs> it's time to sort the Gravity Falls. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest of all the shows. It's not. It's very spooky. There's some spookies in the show. Let me know when this voice gets annoying. Oh yeah, I have given up on voices already. I'm impressed that you're still up <laughs> doing it. I'm nice doing it because it's really fun. I know. <laughs> I really want to play a vampire in D and D. I mean, just so I can do like stupid vampire shit. Anyway, we're gonna sort Gravity Falls. Yeah. Uh, we were thinking about spooky things that we could do for October, and Gravity Falls is centered very much around the supernatural. It's, it's spooky. Not... It's, I yeah, mean... Yeah, it's got, it's got some spookies. That ghost episode? The, the hide behind? From that one, oh, like, God. short... Oh, yeah. God. The hide behind? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Oh, uh -huh. the Halloween episode! There's literally a Summerween episode. <laughs> Yeah, remember when the candy shoot? What's what's he called? The Summerween trickster like yeah. ate a kid. Yeah. Gravity Falls went hard, man. I've been traumatized. <laughs> anyway, Gravity Falls. I do feel like I should say this up front. Gravity Falls is my all-time favorite animated show. It's very, very good. Like I, I love a lot of cartoons. And I watch a lot of cartoons, but there has never been a show uh, that I have been quite so, like, in love with as Gravity Falls. And I don't know how much of that is it the setting, it being... The Pacific Northwest. 
it's set in the Pacific Northwest, which is, like, where I'm from, and it just feels... I feel very connected to the show in a weird way. Yeah, the creative integrity behind the show as well is wild. So this is a Disney it's Channel so show. Good. It's a Disney Channel show that ended after two seasons because the creator of the show, Alex Hirsch, felt he had told the story. And, like, Disney could have easily been like, no, we're going to do this for 12 seasons. Like, deal with it. Yeah. But, like, yeah. they trusted him enough to end the story at that point. From the beginning of the show, they knew where it was going. Yeah. Like, the the entire, just all of it is so well put together and so well, like, the there's a continuity that is just incredible and there's, like, sneaky little uh, foreshadowing and there's all the all of the mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yep. There are 40 episodes and it never outstays its way. Welcome. And we are desperate for a Christmas special. Please oh give us a God. one-off Christmas special in this town. <laughs> Alex Hirsch, please. <laughs> please. He said he's never going to work with Disney again, though, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, Disney did stuff like made him censor out the little old gay couple that the, he wanted to put yeah, in the show. Yeah, the, the gay ladies. And yet he still snuck plenty of gay past the radar. He didn't even sneak it. He sure did. <laughs> they didn't even really sneak uh... it. They had two gay characters literally fire a cannon after they confessed their love for each other. As in, this is canon. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Durlin and... Sheriff Blubs. They're uh, married. <laughs> they're they married. They are wondrous. <laughs> God, what a good show. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things. Yeah, let's let's talk about like the characters and stuff. We're going to source is, them. Who is the main character? Or Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Because it's it's definitely Dipper... Yeah. But the the way the show is sort of set up, Dipper and Mabel are twins. Uh, Mabel is very central to the plot and is often... Yes. Often in Dipper's story and sometimes will have the main story for an episode. But the plot of the actual show is definitely centered around Dipper and what he's doing. Like, his originally his ju- journey to find the author of the journals. Yes. He's, he's the... Ca- his curiosity and, like... His interest in the journals and all the weird stuff in the town is the catalyst for the show. It's if he was more passive or like didn't find the journal or whatever, that you know, stuff wouldn't have happened. So he's he is he is the main character. But beyond that, who is Dipper? Dipper is a huge nerd. Dipper's a big old nerd! Big old nerdy boy. So Dipper is a preteen boy, he's twelve, verging on thirteen. He turns 13 in the final episode. Yes. He is, like, he and Mabel are sent to live with their weird, distant great-uncle for the summer in Gravity Falls, Oregon, at the Mystery Shack. And (laughs) he kind of hates it at first, but then he finds this journal from this mysterious author that talks about all these mysterious creatures. And he basically wants to find who this author was. He wants to try and solve the mysteries of this town that turns out is, like, a hub for supernatural activity. Maybe there's a Bigfoot. We see a Bigfoot kind of in the intro. Who knows? <laughs> I think that's just because it's it's in the Pacific Northwest and yeah. that's like, sure. like a very classic. But like notably, we never actually see a Bigfoot. There's gnomes running around. Obviously Bigfoot is out there somewhere. In the first episode, turns out Mabel has an older boyfriend that Dipper suspects is actually secretly a vampire. Turns out he's actually several gnomes. Does he think he's a vampire or a zombie? Either way. Turns out he's he several he's gnomes. A zombie. 
I thought it was vampire because of like the the Twilight parallels, but you may be well be right. It's I been think a while. he thinks he's a he's a I, yeah. I have watched the show. Sorry, I'm derailing a little bit. I have watched <laughs> the show um in its entirety. I think six times. And we just bought the DVD box set. Yes. Which we bought primarily because there's DVD commentaries from Alex Hirsch and others on every episode. And we haven't watched them yet because you went back to the UK and I want to watch them with you. Yeah. And I love me a DVD commentary. I know you do. That's why I'm saving it for you. I mean, listen to the podcast I'm currently doing. Of course I love a DVD commentary. (laughs) I mean, we're kind of stalling here, but like, Dip is a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Like that's... Absolutely. I have a theory that while there are plenty of like more nuanced Ravenclaws, I think that like a lot of the time Ravenclaw, on average, I think Ravenclaws are probably the easiest to sort because yeah, the idea of like the person who is interested in knowledge for knowledge's sake is just a character trope that like can push forward plots quite easily. Yeah. It gives a motive, yeah. it gives you a personality type and it shows up a lot and Dipper falls into that archetype. He very much does. Perfectly. I mean, that's not to say that Dipper isn't also incredibly brave. Yeah, Or ambitious. Or yeah. Hufflepuff. He's not very Hufflepuff, is he? Not especially. He's very loyal to Mabel. That's true. Very patient so yeah, he's got, he's got he's got all of the other house qualities to some extent, but, but it, he's definitely a Ravenclaw. He is defined by his thirst for knowledge, his quest to find the author, his quest to, to understand solve the mysteries. This nonsense town to solve the mysteries of Gravity Falls. Yes. I love I love Dipper. This is going to be another one of those episodes where every time we talk about a character, I'm like, "Oh, I love character." <laughs> <laughs> but like Dipper's for what it's worth, Dipper's not even the only character on this this list where it's like gonna be like, yeah, he's obviously a Ravenclaw. He's the kind of guy who just searches for knowledge for knowledge's sake. No, yeah, he's not the only character. Like, in the, in Are this... we skipping ahead to Ford already? No, but in this top six, I I think our next character is gonna be the most like the most difficult to sort. Yeah. I'm not not it would yeah. necessarily be hard, but like the most nuanced, I think. So once we decided we were doing Gravity Falls, I, I do kind of like, I can't help but think about it a little bit. I try not to plan ahead because we, we do do this. Live! Yeah, we do this live. We do this in real time. It's uh, we don't, Saturday night. We don't plot out our sorting beforehand, uh, but some you can't really help but sort of think about it a little bit. Like how Dip is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, and that's one that I didn't even really have to think about. Uh, but Mabel, Mabel is much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't fit quite as easily into an archetype. Mabel likes boys. <laughs> Mabel likes boys. Especially in the first episode where she just like flirts with everyone. Hey, 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 anecdote time. Oh yeah? <laughs> oh yeah. So Mabel tries to flirt with a boy and she gives him a letter, right? And it uh-huh. says, do you like me? With tick boxes saying yes, definitely, or absolutely. And then she's like, I rigged it. So, and, so, uh... About nearly seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty... It's almost sent, seven years now. I sent Alex a letter, having already spoken to her on Skype and whatnot, and sp- t- t- said this, but I sent her a letter but after I told her I liked her, but before she uh, said anything, I sent her a letter and I'd drawn out that note in it. And she told me that, that she wanted to give us a try by ticking those boxes and then sending me a picture. Yeah. It was very cute. Because, yeah, this is... <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Like it was like a week or two. You like essentially asked me out or whatever. It was like I... yeah, it was like three weeks. <laughs> it was it was close to a month. I just like didn't know what to do with that uh, yeah. because 
you lived very far away. Oh yeah. I had never yeah, I had never like dated anyone before yeah. and I no, it, was, it was mad. Was scared and yeah. <laughs> uh so I did not answer you for a long time. Yeah. Uh but then I got that that letter in the in the mail and it was very nice. So anyway, Mabel is super horny. No. <laughs> there are like there are like a there's like a quarter of the episodes of this show that are about different boys she likes. She's boy crazy, I think is the term. She's 12. Mabel likes glitter and boys and her pet pig waddles. She's kind of like the, not quite stereotypical, but very much like preteen girl. Like what that generally mm-hmm. calls to mind lots of pink and like lots of excitement and energy and like glitter yeah glitter boy boy bands and sleepovers she's got like two imaginary anime style boyfriends <laughs> mabel so one thing that always like kind of annoyed me and i don't think i was alone in this throughout the show mabel always got her way yeah like to the point dipper often had to sacrifice things he wanted for her sake and so so like I think the most o- obvious one for that early on was in the time, the first time travel episode. Yes, the time travelish pig. Right, of course it is. <laughs> That's what the episode's yeah. called. It's the Which one where she gets waddles. Where she gets waddles, and like Dipper's using the time machine to try and get a date with Wendy, and he figures it out. But the only way it works somehow involves Mabel not being able to get her pig, mm-hmm. and so like he tries to get her to give up on what she wants for him but he realizes he should do it for her. And, like, that one, I'm going to give the show, like, this was, like, something a lot more, and, like, he'd have more chances with Wendy later. Yeah, and, yeah. But it does become a pattern. But it keeps happening, including, like, t- like in the final arc of the show. Yes. Well, I was thinking of the one with the puppet show. Go on. Dipper has, like, this computer thing that they found in the underground bunker, and he's, like, trying to solve the password, and uh, Mabel says that she'll help, uh, but then she gets distracted with this boy, and she tries to put together this extravagant puppet show, and it ends up, uh, like, that takes all of her time, and so she's not helping Dipper, and Dipper kind of keeps trying to do it by himself, and it gets to the point where he's exhausted, and... Uh, the computer's gonna self-destruct or something, and anyway, it leads to, like, Bill taking him over for the episode. Yeah. Uh, Bipper! <laughs> Bipper! But it, it it is just sort of a pattern that Mabel puts herself first. It comes to a head in, like, the final arc of the show when Mabel basically wants Dipper to give up in his dream of, like, working with Ford so that they can stay together and there's a whole court thing. Yeah. But then, like... It, it is put in the, the idea ends up being like show puts out is that yeah Dipper should give up on everything he wants for Mabel to the extent that then like they had to then try and fix in the the book the book that, that you've got with like four different stories in it mm-hmm. one of which is all about like Mabel having to learn the lesson finally that she sh- should have to give up some things for Dipper too and that yeah. there has to be a two way street and it's good yeah to, like, yeah, yeah yeah man that book it is very good. good yeah so. Mabel Pines, Mabel Pines is a. Are you thinking Slytherin? Maybe. I could see Slytherin. She's like she's like that whole Slitherpuff hybrid. Yeah, she doesn't have a huge amount of regard for other people. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I could I could see Hufflepuff as well. I could also see Gryffindor. Yeah. Hmm. Um. She's she's very much got that bold rushes in kind of vibe. But consider business Mabel. Business Mabel. 
Maybe a Slytherin. All she's trying to do there is run a successful business. Business owners are inherently Slytherin. Oh, and it's kind of like the thing, though, right? The parallels, because Mabel is supposed to be more more of a parallel to Stan. Not exactly, yes. but... Yeah, yeah, no. Mabel and Stan have have a, the closer relationship, and then Dipper and Ford have the closer relationship. Like, there, there is a parallel there. It's very good. Mm-hmm. This show is mm-hmm. very good. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, hey, if you're listening to this, and you haven't watched Gravity Falls, I don't know how you got this far into the episode, but, um, watch Gravity Falls? It's my favorite show. <laughs> so I think we could come down hard and say Mabel is Slytherin. Yeah. No, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Speaking of Slytherins. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that parallel, next on our list Stan! is Stan. Stan. Grunkle Stan. Grunkle Stan. Great Uncle Stan. Grunkle Stan. He, he's a con artist. He's a trickster. He runs the Mystery Shack to try and trick people. It's like a tourist trap where like people can come and see the ridiculous like wonders and mysteries of the world. Despite the fact that as he knew when he set the place up, there was a whole heckin' bunch of weird nonsense out there that he could have genuinely been showing off anyway, but he's a trickster by nature. Yeah. And I think it, in the, the Business Mabel episode, it was sort of shown that, like, if you give people, like, the real, sp- like, real supernatural stuff, like, they don't want it. They want... Yeah, people... They want the cheesy... They want the tat. Yeah. They want the... Garbage. They want a rock that looks like a face. <laughs> Man, the, some of the like extremes this show goes to with him, though, like one episode has him him getting Dipper and Mabel to paint fake money, and then the cops show up. Yeah. Man, there's, there's one episode where like we're seeing security footage of him late at night, and like he drops something, and he's like, "Hot Belgian waffles." <laughs> Wait a minute, there are no kids here. I can use real swear words. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> Oh, your voice there. That was a good stand voice for a second. I think that was just like me get, just getting yelly. I don't think I could do it with actual like stand voice. Oh, well, uh. Anyway. But anyway, Stan's a Slytherin. Stan, Stan is also a Slytherin. He, he looks out for himself and himself only until plot twists, but. <laughs> plot twists. So, the people so, he like, cares he spends... about, he, he will protect. We spend most of the show believing he's Stan Ford Pines. But it turns out that was his tw- twin brother. He's actually Stan Lee Pines, which like is hinted throughout the show. Like d- there are points where sometimes he's called Stan Lee, sometimes he's called Stanford, and it's like, wait a minute, what's his real name? Is this just some kind of weird mistake from the writers? No, he's just assumed his brother's identity to run the shack because it's actually his brother's house, and it's just very well put together. It's it's so good. It's so good. This show is full of mysteries for you to solve. Like it is. there are like ciphers and codes yes. in the background There's and like, all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the show wants you to find all of its mysteries. It's not trying to In like the theme music, the the theme song intro at the end of it there's like a little bit of audio that is played backwards and they change that up from time to time because it it had a yeah. message in it. Oh god, it was so good. There's so much going on. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
I just, can I just, hold on. Because, like, the, the fandom of this show were, like, so <laughs> on top of it. I, I think I've seen oh, yeah. somewhere that, like, the, the writers, like Alex Hirsch and the other writers and stuff, weren't sure that anyone was going to pick up on all of these clues. <laughs> but, like, the the fans of this show were so into it and so on top of, like, all of these little hidden secrets oh, yeah. and all of the little codes and clues and things. I, I never really decoded any myself um just because i didn't have the time by the time season two came around he ended up deliberately leaking fake clues (gasps) oh yeah so like there was a a screenshot that was quote unquote leaked that showed old man mcguckett as a younger man and like implying that he was the author of the journals turns out he was just the assistant to the author yeah who was ford but like it was a completely fake screenshot just made up to be leaked online because it's so good oh god (sighs) and then after the show ended do you remember they took the bill statue and they hid it somewhere and they had like they did all sorts yeah they had like clues and stuff to go find it and people found it yeah okay so good let's keep it moving yeah can we actually change up the order because we've been talking about ford a lot can we sort ford sure here after after stan sure um, yeah, uh, I think we. I mean, we mentioned earlier. Ford is Ford is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, <laughs> he is the long lost Grunkle who we get like a whole flashback episode, which is wild as well. Yeah, he and Stan are also twins. He has six fingers on each hand and was bullied a lot for it as a kid. Which is like, why he is so interested in the paranormal and the strange. We got a lot of flashbacks to Stan and Ford like throughout the show as well, and like it always seemed odd because like most of the show being led to believe that it was just Stan we were seeing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so like it always seemed weird because we were seeing two very different designs for the same character. Yeah. And like it was kind of being like hinted like, oh yeah, it's just him at different points in his life. No, but, but Stan no, never it's wore because sometimes <laughs> sometimes we were seeing Ford. Yeah. And so like in particular in the time travel episode, like Ford does appear in person he does. in season one. He pokes his head out yeah. of out of the door. Yeah, because yeah. he like so in the time travel episode, Dipper and Abel end up going back in time at one point to like forty years ago or something. I don't know exactly yeah. how far back. And they're like wrestling in the snow outside the shack before it was the mystery shack. Mm-hmm. And then like just after they time travel away, Ford sticks his head out the door, and we're led to believe it's just Stan. But no, that that's Ford. Yeah, because he he's got the glasses. Um, yeah. And then there's the episode where they find that room that had been sort of sealed off. With like the brain switching yeah, rug, the carpet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they go in there, and Stan's like, "Oh, I just didn't know this was here," and he like picks up a pair of glasses. Like Ford was was present from the beginning. He was always yeah. he was always there, and it's just it's, it's wild. That's so good. It's just a perfect self-contained story of. It's incredible. <sighs> it's part of the reason why it is my favorite show. So, growing up, Stan and Ford were very close. They grew apart as they got older. Mm, yeah. And like had different interests, but Ford was uh the brainy one and Stan was the punchy one. Yeah. They were like written to be like a parallel to Dipper and Mabel as well. Yes. But like Dipper and Mabel learned from their mistakes and stayed close and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Ford Ford is like Dipper. Ford like Ravenclaw. Dipper is Ravenclaw. Mabel and Stan Slytherins. Yeah. Yeah. Next we have Seuss. Oh, Seuss. Seuss. Jesus Ramirez. Yeah. Seuss is a puppy. <laughs> He's the the sweetest boy. He loves Stan 
so much. Yes. Stan is his dad. Stan is his dad. It's like, we get an episode, another time travel episode, where we get, like, Seuss's childhood backstory, and we learn about his history and how he came to be and why he is the way he is. And He hates his birthday, yeah. His dad was a deadbeat. That episode made me cry. Yeah. So much. Ha! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah. And, like, Stan basically took him in and was always kind of distant, like, deliberately so, and, like, a bit weird. But, like, he always took care of Seuss and made sure that Seuss had everything he needed. Mm-hmm. And by th- in the final episode, he promotes Seuss to be the manager of the Mystery Shack. And Seuss takes it over, <sighs> and it's so good. And he starts dressing like Stan. He does. Well, I mean, that's kind of part of it, is you have to have sort of, like, a persona to run a place like that, you know? Sure. He also, like, sticks by Dipper and Mabel th- through it all. Like, he supports them and helps them in their adventures. He's one of the first people to believe them about stuff going on in the town. And yeah. is always there for them. Yeah. So, and, I mean, so this is very good. I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious where I'm going with this. Yeah, he's a Hufflepuff. He's a big old Hufflepuff! He's got a lot of heart. <sighs> he's so good. He's a, he's a good... He's a good, good boy. He's, like, 20, also. <laughs> yeah. He's weirdly ageless, because I'm saying that, like... Compared to, like, the main character of the show, he's, you know, he's an adult. He's so old. But also, he's so young. He's such... He's, <laughs> he's a mysterious, ageless enigma. Yeah. Like many of the characters on the show. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, Dipper and Mabel are only, like, two years younger than, like, all the teenage characters. Yeah. And they're about the, a third of the height because they're following, like, Simpsons rules of character height. Yeah, yeah. Where... where but they're, they're considered children, which means their heads make up half of their height. <laughs> it's good character design, though. They look amazing. <laughs> but it's weird when you consider... But, like, him having a crush on Wendy isn't that unreasonable. It's not like he's, like, an eight-year-old crushing on a 16-year-old yeah, or something. Yeah, By the end of the show, he's 13 and she's only 15. It's like, I don't even fault people who do, sh- like, ship them. Oh, yeah, no, it's not unreasonable. Maybe we should talk about that ship. Are we talking about Wendy? Wendy, 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 Wendy... Corduroy. That's it, yes. Wendy Corduroy, who is, like... I mean, she's incredibly lesbian-coded, though, right? A bit, yeah. She wears so much plaid. She's got the plaid and the boots. She's a lumberjack. (laughs) She's... Well, yeah, she's got, like, eight brothers or whatever, and uh, her dad is (laughs) town lumberjack. But also she has a boyfriend for most of the show. Yeah. That's fine. Headcanon that, like, after the show ends, she realizes she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, Dipper comes back next time and is like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll move on with my life. If, That's Is fine. there anyone else around here I can crush on? Oh, hey, Pacifica. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the real <laughs> ship. That's what I, that's yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. There's only, like, one episode of development, but it's a very good episode of development. Honestly, I would ship Pacifica with either Dipper or Mabel. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Either of those is valid. Yeah. So, Wendy is, as as I say, she's incredibly lesbian. She wears plaid. She's a lumberjack. She's got all the brothers. Um, She is the object of Dipper's crush throughout most of the show. She's kind of a badass. She's often kept to the sidelines, which is really frustrating. And then, uh, like, early in season two, it seemed like she was going to get more focus and, like, she helps them in one of their adventures to go and, like, find something to do with the author. She goes with them to the bunker, yeah. The main reason she was included in that plot, really, was so that she could learn about Dipper's crush, I think, or that Dipper could confess. Yeah. But, like, but the fact is, it, 
she was awesome and should have been used more. She, she was, was a very underutilized very character. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's a badass. Uh, she's she, incredibly chill. She's super chill. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Again, another one that I think is pretty easy to sort. Yeah? She's a Gryffindor. Yeah. She is, like, the most, like, gung-ho action hero type yeah, character Yeah, she'll fight we've got. you. She'll fight anyone. Yeah. And she'll probably win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She'd fight her dad and beat him up, and his name is literally Manly Dan. <laughs> Which brings us to our, our final main character. Our final main character. There's not a good segue for this one. I mean, that's kind of the point. There's never a good way to mix into him, because he's so... He's just so... there now. Hello. <laughs> well, hey there, pine tree. God, okay, so like half of the cast is voiced by Alex Hirsch by himself, Alex Hirsch. including Bill. Anyway, Bill. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill Cipher is Illuminati confirmed. Bill Cipher is a triangle with an eye. And a top hat. And a top hat. And, like, he is, like, the embodiment of all things weird and mysterious. I mean, like, he causes the finale event Weird Mageddon. Yeah. He's a chaotic evil being, I would say. Oh, we can we talk about, like, the, 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 the twist on the theme song for the final few episodes oh, so caused by good. Bill? I mean, this theme, so, the like, theme they... song for this for this show is already iconic. iconic. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and then when they change it up, I, j I lost my mind. In the finale for Weird Mageddon, they, they make it weird. And, like, they swap all the main characters. Like, all the main characters in the theme song are swapped out with his yeah. monsters. And, like, the main characters are seen in the positions of monsters. We see, like, the opening includes Dipper's skeleton. <laughs> like, the... The opening just shows the main character of this show <laughs> murdered and bones. This show got away with so much. I'm a rotting corpse and you're watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> um, But in like the final fight of the final episode, the theme song comes in as incidental music, oh! uh, which I know is like your weakness. <laughs> I love it so much. When the theme song comes in for an action scene, and like it's, a slow-mo version. For yeah, and it's like... Uh, so rock. Yeah, this like rock version uh, with like electric guitars. Electric guitar. And... Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> it's really good. I, I think they use it at least once as like a slow dramatic version, like at the Possibly. end of an episode. But like never never in that same way no. at any other point. They yeah. saved it for the finale and it was so good. They turned the house into a robot. Fascinating. And all of the things came back. That was, okay, when I was watching it for the first time, that was, like, what I wanted to happen, was, like, I want all of yeah. the things to come back. The decapitated like... head of Wax Larry King. <laughs> yes. Like, I want all of all of these characters and all of the things. And There was one thing that didn't come back. Everything except the My favorite 11th thing. and a half president of the United States, Quentin Tremblay III. We'll get to um, him. <laughs> He's the only character who's in only one episode to be on my list. He was also voiced by Alex Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so much of the other stuff came back, and it all yeah. amalgamated into, like, the actual literal shack became, like, this mech. Ah, oh, God, it's so good! And, like, had, like, an arm that was, like, a T-Rex frozen in amber that was seen in a previous episode. Yes! And, and they use like, McGuckin's, like... <laughs> building skills. The, We're not even talking about like, sorting at this point. We're just gushing uh, the, about the show. <laughs> they didn't just use his building skills, though. They straight up used the Gobblewonka. Yeah. His actual robot was built into the house. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 
and they used Gosh. like it was inspired by Seuss's love of anime. <laughs> it's just like it's all of everything and my heart. But anyway, Bill Cipher is weird. He's from another. Di- he's from a two D dimension, which is why he's a flat triangle. But he destroyed that dimension in a fit of rage. He now wants to take over Earth because his own the dimension he's now inhabiting is unstable. Mm, yeah. And he wants to make everything weird. Yeah, he's like a chaos demon. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of a like stereotypical Slytherin villain, though, as far as sorting goes, right? Yeah, he just wants like, power. He, and... he wants to win. He wants power. He wants to win. He wants to rule. Yeah. Like, as far as his sorting goes, he's not particularly complex. No. As far as anything else goes, he's fucking bizarre. He's fascinating. He's weird. He's weird. Wow, it's like that's the point of the show. Yeah. Okay, so that is the that's the main cast. Which means it is time <laughs> for the lightning bolt round. <laughs> 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 It's alive! <laughs> it is alive! <laughs> I guess it's Halloween. This is going up on what? Like the 9th of October? <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween now. Yeah, it's going up on the 9th of Halloween. Yeah, the 9th day of Halloween. Lightning bolt round. Yeah, okay, sure. Gideon Gleeful! Uh, Gideon, I think, is also a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. How about Pacifica? Yeah. Pacifica Northwest, with the subtle name, is probably also a Slytherin. Definitely Slytherin throughout most of the show. And I think she like starts learning other ways. She maybe has a change of heart, but I think she's still Slytherin. Yeah, I think there's a. I think she might change as she gets older, but I don't think she changes that significantly during the course of the show. Yeah. Candy. Uh, Candy's probably uh Hufflepuff. Yeah, I think so. How about Grenda? Grenda, I'm going to say, is a Gryffindor. Yeah, same. Yeah, she goes for it. Yeah. What about Old Man McGucket, who... <sighs> he's, he's, so, he's so much more important to the show than like the show lets on for most of it. Yeah, uh, McGucket's incredible. I'm... McGucket's is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, you don't qu- quite know it for a while, but he is. Uh, how about Sheriff Blubs? Sheriff Blubs is a Gryffindor. He's so brave and... Yeah. Brave. What about Deputy Durland? Deputy Durland is a Hufflepuff. Heck yeah, he is. <laughs> I like that we're on the same page for literally all of this one. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, like no argument here. We're just like, it's yeah. It's all just true. Yeah. Uh, how about Robbie? Slytherin. Yeah. Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, Toby Determined. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, actually, this brings up something that I wanted to talk to you about. Because okay. uh, it's been bothering me. What house is determination like a quality of? I don't think that it's a single house thing. I think determ- you can de- be determined towards any goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I would have been inclined to put it in either Slytherin or Hufflepuff. Sure. That me- I I hear what you're saying. But you could definitely be very determined in any in any house. Okay. Like Harry Potter is kind of determined. <laughs> That's true. Stubbornness is very Gryffindor, and that's a determined quality. Sure. I think de- yeah, yeah, I think determination comes across differently depending on your house. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because I was like thinking about it, uh, 
because this is the thing I think about. And I was watching a show, and there's a character who has just, like, so much determination, and I'm like, what? Where do you put that? <laughs> what is just, like, pure determination? Depends. But I guess it is. It depends on... Depends on the goal and how it's implemented. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Toby Determined. Toby Determined is... <laughs> Gryffindor. Really? You gotta be brave to be like that. I, would, I think I would have put Gryffindor last <laughs> on my list of houses for him, but... What would you have said then? Either Hufflepuff or Slytherin. Oh, okay. It's fine. It's lightning round. Lightning bolt round. Uh, Blendin Blandin. Blandin Blandin, who did not seem like he would be a main, like, a recurring character first, but was in the background of so many episodes cleaning stuff Which up. Which is so good! So good. Uh, Slytherin, I think. Okay. I think okay. Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. Manly Dan! Manly Dan is a Gryffindor. Yeah. How about Tyler the Cute Biker? Tyler the Cute Biker, who ends up becoming mayor. I think he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. He loves yeah. him some Manly Dan. How about Lazy Susan? Lazy Susan is a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. How about... Do you want me to give these to you so, as a group? Like, I put them all on one list because... Do, do, do any of them actually have a distinct personality, really, beyond teenager? Tambry is a Slytherin. Lee okay. and Nate are Hufflepuff. No. <laughs> Lee and Nate are Gryffindors and Thompson's a Hufflepuff. Okay, sure. The next next on the list, all grouped together, are the teenagers, Tambry, Lee, Nate, and Thompson. Uh, how about Agents, Powers and Trigger? Powers and Trigger, one of whom is Ron Swanson and the other one isn't important. Yeah. Uh, Gryffindor. Sure. What about Bud Gleeful? Gideon's dad. <laughs> Slytherin. Sure, yeah. How about Mr. and Mrs. Northwest? One of whom is Nathan Fillion. True. I'll let you decide which one. <laughs> um, they're Slytherin. Easy. Yeah. Like, what about Waddles? Aw, Waddles is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> if you ignore that one what like side episode where he was briefly friggin' Neil deGrasse friggin' Tyson. Well, that, that wasn't Waddles. Oh, we should ignore that episode. We should. How about... Jeff the Gnome. Jeff the Gnome. Jeff, who is leader of the gnomes, is a Slytherin. He's the main gnome, yeah. He's a Slytherin. Schmabulok! Schmabulok. Schmabulok is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Melody? Melody, ah! Seuss's girlfriend. I forgot about this one until I looked it up. Because they're a long-distance relationship, Alex. I know, and it's so good. And then they have a Skype call in one episode, because we were thinking, like, oh, have they just forgotten about her, like a cartoon would do? Yeah. But no, they put her in a Skype call, and then she's living with them at the shack at the end, and she's working in the shack, and it's great, and she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, just that whole, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And finally... <laughs> the most important character in the show. My favourite character, President Sir Lord Quentin Tremblay III Esquire, the eighth and a half president of the United States of America. <laughs> He's my favourite character and everything he said is the greatest quote of all time. He's on the negative $12 bill. Mr. President, did you ever, like, abdicate? No, sir. I ate a salamander and jumped out the window. <laughs> the only thing we have to fear are gigantic man-eating spiders. <laughs> is that is that my third wife? Is that my third wife, Sandy? <laughs> which is which? That line is in response to the sound of a woodpecker. Because <laughs> he made it legal to marry woodpeckers, and earlier in the episode we saw someone marrying a woodpecker. So it's like just telling us he married a woodpecker as his third wife. Yeah. 
oh, I love him. And he never came back. I, it no, made me so mad. Off, he ran off a cliff and we never see him again. He also, he made Mabel a US Congresswoman, which was kind of a joke. But also he gave Dipper a key, the presidential key to unlock any door in America that never came back in the show. They brought, used it in the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They used it in that episode. Yeah. But like it never came back. And like clearly it was supposed to come back in some form. But yeah. like they just forgot about it. Which is like the only thing they ever forgot about. Why didn't he come back, Alex? I miss him. He's off having very important presidential adventures. Make a cartoon about that! <laughs> Spin-off show about Quentin Tremblay. Just call just give his whole name as the title. President Sir Lord Quentin Tremblay the Third Esquire. President Lord Quentin Tremblay the Third Esquire. Yes. The show. And that is Gravity Falls Sorted! <laughs> we sorted all the characters in the Gravity Falls. Yeah, every single character in Gravity Falls. Every si- I've. I mean, we have got almost every character who's in multiple episodes. Yeah. There are a couple who just aren't that important. We never t- We didn't sort Tad Strange, though. Tad Strange is uh, Ravenclaw. Gryffindor. <laughs> We didn't sort the Manitars. Gryffindors. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't sort... Several times. Oh, we didn't sort several times. They don't have a personality between them. They're all Hufflepuff. They don't have a single personality. We didn't sort the Halloween trickster. Good. (laughs) I just love Gravity Falls so much. Yeah. We could be here for a long time. Most of this episode was just me yelling about how much I love Gravity Falls. Hey, me too. I love Gravity Falls. It's very, very good. It's my favorite show. It's 40 episodes. It is a perfectly wrapped package. Thank you for listening to Sorted. Thank you for listening. Your souls now belong to us. (laughs) That's spooky. The transaction is complete. Thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. Indeed. You should consider listening to some other shows on the Pocket Podcast Network. Ooh, ooh, like Ghoul Tank. Ghoul Tank. (laughs) It's very spooky. 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 You know what show you can't go and listen to anymore, I guess? Oh, Time Zones is... Time, time Zones, zones are, are hard! It's, it's ended. I mean, you can go and listen to the archive, but like, dang. Yeah. It's a shame. We'll have to take it over. We're Time Zones <laughs> are hard now. Yep. I'm Alex and it's 11.54. I'm J- JD and it's 7.54pm. <laughs> we are now officially your favourite transatlantic podcast, or else. <laughs> We've taken up the mantle. Yeah. Thank you to Matt Majakamo for the use of our theme song. The House of Awesome theme song by the Von Pink Villos. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I have a house hot take for you. What is your house hot take? Ravenclaws have awful posture. <laughs> they're hunched over books. Yeah. Because they're big fucking nerds! <laughs> I also have bad posture, but it's fine. Hey, Alex, are you, st- are you standing up straight? I'm... My spine is straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at an angle. Okay. Tweeted us your favorite supernatural phenomenon. 
such as can you give an example not with the sorting but just of a phenomenon um the orbs of light stars no you don't know what <laughs> you don't know about like the light orbs i don't know you don't know you don't know about the orbs i don't know i gotta make you watch some ghost hunter shit or something <laughs> i love an orb Thank you for listening to my very spooky voice. You can tweet at us at Sorted Pod on Twitter. You can find us individually. I am at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Tweet at us your favorite Halloween costume and we will sort it. For instance, you could tweet a vampire. (laughs) Bonus points if there's pictures. That's what this voice has been this whole time. I am oh, a vampire. I had, <laughs> I had no idea. What's your favorite Halloween costume? A vampire! Oh, have you ever dressed as a vampire? Every day. <laughs> I am a vampire. Therefore, how I dress <laughs> is how a vampire would dress. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for Halloween this year as a Luigi board. <laughs> I mean, I guess Which is my a fa- real costume. <laughs> My favorite Halloween costume that I've actually done is probably a Ghostbuster. Yeah, we did that one together. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. I'm starting a new house and it's called Awesome. Starting a new house. It's called Awesome. Starting a new house and it's called Awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.